0: Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. Wayne State University made a pretty big splash this week, announcing that it will give free tuition to students who live in Detroit, starting with students who graduate from high school next year the university is calling this the heart of detroit promise and here to explain how this works and what impact it will have on the city and the university is keith whitfield he is the provost and senior vice president for academic affairs at wayne state university keith welcome to detroit today
1: Thank you so much, Stephen. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So, I, no sooner had you announced this at Wayne than I started to see lots of confusion about what exactly you are promising and who will be affected, who will be able to take advantage of this program. So, let's start with a quick rundown of what this program is and how it will work.
1: Sure. So what this is, is a pledge, um, and we need to make sure we, uh, there's a couple of programs out there called Promise. This one is the Heart of Detroit Pledge. And this is a tuition pledge. This would cover tuition and fees uh, for students who live in the city of Detroit, Um, you know, all of those zip codes. And it covers students in charter schools, get GEDs, whatever it is that when they graduate in that May, 2020, um, that's when the program would start for them.
0: And, and when you say uh, Detroit students, so it's Detroiters who go to high school in the city of Detroit or anywhere else. If you, as long, the, the trigger here or the, the, the eligible uh, characteristic is living in the city of Detroit. That that's right? correct. That's yeah.
1: correct. But know that um, this isn't considered to be a pilot. This is something that we're really committing ourselves to. But what we're hoping is, is that we're going to be able to make this broader. And We'd like to really, you know, we get students basically from a 100-mile radius. We get them internationally too, but a, a huge portion come from that. And But we need to make sure that we start off so that we can make sure that we keep our pledge. Um, we've got incredible donors who end up giving money to us, and I think that we're going to see if we can get some philanthropy to be able to try to broaden this because this is the kind of thing that students coming up in our educational systems really need to be able to engage in going to college.
0: Okay. So um, let's talk about who might be affected by this because there are already a number of initiatives in place to help students get to college. One of the ones that comes to mind to me is uh, the Detroit Promise, which is something that's run by the Detroit Chamber. And that program guarantees that any student who graduates here in the city of Detroit uh, from a Detroit high school uh, and lives in the city will get their tuition paid at any state university. Uh, so, so talk about the distinction between what you're doing and some of the things that are already in place. And then how many more students would be affected by what you guys are doing at Wayne?
1: How many more students? We don't know. I think we've modeled somewhere between 500 and 1,000. Um, it's possible. Um, you know, the Detroit Promise is one. Um, there's a couple of other schools that have a couple of other different little programs. Uh, ours is designed on who we are as a university. We're Detroit's university. We are, a re- we are a preeminent urban research university that's here in the heart of Detroit. And so when we said we want to be able to provide those opportunities, we focused on kind of uh, the home team of, of where we start at. But our plan is hopefully to be able to expand. As you can imagine, uh, the Detroit Promise helps, but there's still more that's actually needed to be able to fund higher education for students.
0: Yeah. Um, of course, the university also has uh, issues with uh, completion, uh, right? Kids get in, uh, they, they start school and not as many finish as need to. Is this a program that you could see expanding to try to support more kids in staying in school and graduating?
1: Well, we need to make sure that we don't conflate those two, because there is the actual financial element, but there's also uh, student success and completion. Aren't and they I linked, should, though? Pardon me?
0: Aren't they usually linked?
1: Well, there is some link, but there's still two different things that you have to make sure that you come at from, from two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. To get in, and, and just because uh, school is paid for doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. Um, so we've actually been, uh, this is two week, I guess I, we think about it from two different fronts, mm-hmm. even though they are connected. We do want to make sure that we have affordable, accessible education, but we also want to make sure that when kids get there, they have all the kinds of support that they need, from uh, cl- support for classes to support for uh, things like we have a food pantry. I don't know if you knew that. We have a food pantry to help hit uh, food insecurity, which is an issue in this area. Um, We even have started a a clothing wardrobe for people to be able to have both professional clothing as well as some daily kinds of clothing. So we're trying to meet the 360 degree needs that students have because student success comes from that. I should also note that in 2018, we actually won the APLU, the American Public Land Grant University's uh, degree completion award because we have been doing so well and improving our rates. Now, are we satisfied with them? Oh, heck no this this is just kind of a moment in time to say yeah we're doing better and guess what we're going to do even more and as you say there is a little bit of connection and we're hoping that this is something that actually does take another barrier out of the way of students being able to complete their degrees.
0: I'm talking with Keith Whitfield. He is the provost and senior vice president for academic affairs at Wayne State University. We're talking about the Heart of Detroit tuition pledge, which was announced this week, which will provide tuition for students who live in the city of Detroit, graduate from high schools, either in the city of Detroit or outside the city of Detroit. Um, if you want to give us a call, join the conversation, 313 uh, 577 019 is the number on the phones. As always, did the high cost of higher ed create burdens for you or someone you are close with? And do you think programs like this could be part of the solution? Uh, do you think other universities need to be adopting similar programs? And talk about how these fit in the uh, sort of context of all of the things that we're doing to try to make college more affordable and ensure that more kids are successful when they get to college. Again, 313-577-1019 um, is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Uh, or you can go to Twitter and uh, and you can hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Um, uh, uh, Keith, I want to talk a little about again about eligibility for this. Uh, there, there does seem to be some confusion among some people about those eligibility requirements. Uh, there are not other requirements that you're layering on top of this. I've seen people on social media talk about grade point averages that they think that you have to have, or SAT scores that you have to attain. Uh, just, just uh, for the listeners, make make clear what what the eligibility requirements for this are and are not.
1: Sure. Well, one of the primary eligibilities is being admitted to the university and there is an SAT (laughs) score of, you know, 16 (laughs) and a GPA of about 2.75, 2.8. But those who don't meet those exactly, uh, we like to have conversations with those students. Um, Sometimes we encourage them to to do other routes and then become transfers into the university, but you wouldn't qualify for this program. But um, for those who might be you know, right on that line, they need to make sure that they reach out and contact us. There's also a place on the web that I think provides a little bit more clarity, and that's at uh, wayne.edu forward slash heart dash of dash Detroit.
0: Um, and I also want to go back to the number of kids who could benefit from this who are not already – uh, uh, part of another program. So, I mean, for for most kids who have income challenges, uh, universities nowadays do a lot to make sure that they're almost paying uh, nothing for tuition as, as it is. Uh, and as I mentioned, here in Detroit, we already have the Detroit Promise, which is saying if you grow up in the city, live in the city, graduate from a city high school, your tuition will be, will be paid for. You said that you think that there are about 500 to 1,000 kids who could benefit from uh, this program. Tell us how you get to that number, given that so many other kids are already being, being as they call it, packaged out uh, at, at Wayne and other universities.
1: Well, uh, part of that estimation comes from knowing how, where we usually get our kids from, knowing where kids, where we get our young people from, from, and actually our older people from. We have a huge range in terms of age of the students that come to Wayne State University. Um, this, this is looking at our demographics of the enrollment patterns that we've seen over time. You know, that's what every university is doing now because there is a demographic shift where there are going to be fewer and fewer uh, uh, young people that are going to be graduating from high school in the state of Michigan. And so we are looking at our trends and looking at our patterns and trying to make sure that um, we actually make those who are graduating have this path forward. And so, you know, if it does better, wonderful. Um, We just want to make sure that we're in the space and that we're doing our responsibility as one of Michigan's urban public research universities, actually the only one, the preeminent one, um, and doing our part. And that's what this actually tries to do. Mm. Um, We work with uh, the Chamber of Commerce on a number of things, including a talent hub. And that's all to try to increase the number of college graduates they have. I think you've heard from uh, the governor that uh, she has been pushing like uh, a number before her have on trying to make sure that we increase the number of college graduates. We're a great option for a lot of students who live in the city of Detroit uh, to be able to balance out uh, the idea of tuition and the other costs because tuition and fees is only a part of the cost of going to college. There's housing, there's food, there's transportation, there's books, there's other things that are costs. Mm -hmm. And so you need to make sure that you have that foundation of support so that you can then try to figure out how you can meet some of those other needs. Yeah. Uh,
0: One of the questions that also occurred to me was whether the university might have done better, perhaps, to think about trying to make this a support for those other costs, given that tuition in so many cases for low-income students, is already taken care of that, that through financial aid and loans and the Detroit Promise that we have so many options for, for students who want to attend Wayne State University. Why not focus this on room and board, on, on housing, on food, on the other things that, uh, that students have to pay for?
1: Those are far harder to try to address. <laughs> you know, in part, um, you know, we're in we're in, in an urban setting. We're an urban research university. We have uh, the capacity for about 3,800 students to be able to live on campus. Uh, but our student population is 27,000. Um, we just built some brand new, unbelievable housing for students, trying to increase the number of beds that we have in the availability. But this is our population. A number of them come from... The Detroit area and a little bit past that, we also have a a good number of international students that come as well. And so, what we try to focus on is the thing that actually hits not just low-income students, but actually students in general. Um, You know, I think sometimes people kind of conflate those two things and Mm -hmm. think that you know uh, we're we're only trying to be able to assist students that are low-income students, while we do have uh, our students that are you know quote unquote low-income, that is Pell eligible students. Is about 50% of our students. There's 50% of our students who aren't. Who are not. And so and we wanted to just out. say, hey, you know, let's make this different kind of grasp. And that's around the city of Detroit, uh, the, the place that's a home, the p- place that we're a part of the community of. Yeah. Uh,
0: again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's start with Susan in Birmingham. Susan. what's on Hi. your mind? Hi.
2: Hi. Uh, what's on my mind is this reminds me of the uh, housing bailout. Uh, where I had friends that bought $500,000 homes and I bought $125,000 condo and they got bailed out. And then they want the student loan forgiveness. I went to community college and, you know, other people went to really expensive colleges and then they want a student, uh, you know, their college thing bailed out. So I'm a person that lived within my means and worked two jobs my way through college. And, you know, when I hear of all these handouts, free stuff, it's like, hell, nobody ever gave me anything for free. Hmm. You know, I I worked for everything. I paid for everything. I didn't uh, live beyond my means. And so, you know, great. So give every kid that lives in Detroit zip code free college. Wow, I would have loved to have gone to uh, Wayne State for free. Hmm. But anyway, Uh, that's all I have to say. Yeah,
0: Susan, I appreciate the call and the perspective. I mean, I, 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 I wonder... If you, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to your analogy here that that uh, that compares college tuition either to housing uh, decisions, right? Someone getting a mortgage that they can't afford, or to the idea of student loans. Uh, I, th- I think the, the the point of this this program is to. A, you know, open up access to higher ed to people who wouldn't otherwise have it. But I do hear what you're saying about uh, you not having that kind of benefit in you in your life and thinking that that's uh, unfair. I wonder, though, if you think that the discussion about opportunity in this country, who it's afforded to, who it's not historically, who it's been available to and who it's not, uh, ought to influence uh, the way we think of that. But, but I do appreciate the call. Uh, in the comments, and I think that's something that uh, that maybe there's a, a, a fair number of people who, m- who may be asking the same thing. Uh, Keith Whitfield, how do you uh, how do you answer, Susan?
1: Well, Susan, um, one, we would have loved to have you at, at Wayne State because we love to have everybody at Wayne State. Um, things have changed. Uh, you know, if this was even five years ago, uh, the landscape of higher education has changed. We know that there is a growing uh, hurdle that ends up coming in terms of the financial cost of higher education. Um, this is just one of our efforts to try to make sure that anybody and everybody who wants to get that four-year education can get it. Um, our students, you know, probably about 80% of our students work, and that is the only way that they're able to afford to be able to come. Um, it takes them longer that way. They end up spreading out over time. Um, we have a wonderful program that we rolled out last year that's called the Warrior Way Back program, and it's one that both I think uh, it makes me very happy and it makes me very sad in the first semester. So this is a program where we actually forgive debt because what happens for a lot of students is that they don't have enough assistance. They don't want to take out loans. So they work. But, you know, they don't make enough to be able to actually pay that bill. So they stop out. And so they said, well, I'll work a little while and then I'll pay off the bill and I'll come back. And what happens for a lot of them is that they don't ever get to the point of being able to afford their living expenses and being able to pay off that debt. So they just continue to stop out. In the first semester of the Warrior Way Back program in the fall of 2018, we had seven students who were able to graduate. That means that just with forgiving a small amount, it was a very small amount of money that mm-hmm. we forgave in terms of some back money that was owed to the university. These students were able to graduate and be able to contribute to the economy in a whole different way because they had a college education. Uh, I think, um, you know, things things are changing. I mean, like I said, I. I went to school uh, 30 plus years ago. (laughs) There was nothing that was talked about relative to free education, but even then we talked about the cost. I mean, it's always been an issue that's been there and that a lot of schools uh, like Wayne State are trying to figure out creative ways that we can just increase the number of people that have access. Yeah,
0: Uh, Susan, again, thanks very much for listening and for sharing uh, your thoughts on the call. Let's go to Gene in Detroit. Gene, what's on your mind? Uh, I'd like to ask Mr. Whitfield if there are any plans to make this retroactive to cover recent graduates. Uh, Otherwise,
1: you're leaving tens of thousands of uh, uh, students from the city uh, out of any benefit, uh, particularly students who are in STEM Mm. fields.
0: That's an interesting question, Gene. And before you answer it, Keith, I also want to add to it. A question about adults who might go and earn a uh, GED now uh, after they've been out of high school for a while. Would they be eligible for, for this program?
1: If they graduate officially in, in May of 2020, yes. Um, being able to uh, go back and, and pick up some of the folks who have graduated in years past, that may be something we can do for the future. Right now we're trying to, you know, the idea of free <laughs> tuition understand that that is one of the primary ways in which uh, universities actually are able to keep their doors open to make sure that they can pay their bills. Um, balancing that out with uh, assistance that we get from the state Um, That's one of our primary ways. So this is something that is, you know, it ends up taking a very concerted effort by the leadership of the university and and President Roy Wilson has since he got here uh, been one that's been a student advocate and trying to find opportunities for students. I would love us to be able to expand that uh, to that larger group. But we've got to start here. We've got to we've got to start somewhere. And so this is where we've started from, but we have ambitions to be able to do more of this type of assistance for students.
0: Mm. Uh, Gene, thanks very much for the call and the comments. Let's go to Greg in Gross Point. Greg, welcome to the program. Hey,
2: Stephen, how are you? Hey. Uh, Two questions. The first one is, as
1: uh, a Wednesday grad, I'm super happy about this program. Uh, Really, really appreciate what you guys are doing there. Uh, But my two questions are this. One is, I read in the free press, That you you just have to be a Michigan high school grad in order to qualify for the program, but you do have to like live in Detroit. um, I guess once you're accepted, and then the second thing is is that my understanding is that this award is given after all the other things have been exhausted. Does that include student loans?
0: Great questions, Greg. Uh, Keith Whitfield,
1: what great, are the answers? Great question. We do get a lot of questions about that. Uh, one of the things that um, folks today understand is is that uh, student loan debt is just out of control and that uh, they wouldn't want to see a program like this be something that just writes in to have more. No, that it is the last dollar, in. we do try to find other ways to be able to help students, but then we end up making sure that we get to full tuition and fees, and that is before Uh, any loans that students might take out. Some students choose to take loans to cover those other kinds of expenses, or they choose to work, or sometimes they can get scholarships or other sorts of things. But um, this is the the help from the university for those other kinds of things, not student loans.
0: Mm. Thank Greg. Thanks for the call and the questions. Let's go to Ivan in Detroit. Ivan, welcome to Detroit Today
2: hi uh, it's an absolute pleasure being on the show I just want to call um and I was just thinking about you know for all of those people that maybe you know take issue uh with the loan forgiveness and those sort of things uh that uh, Elizabeth Warren and others have presented I think uh what Wayne state is doing is an absolute uh joy I think it's you know it's just uh, so gracious of them to even think to do it. I remember going to college and not being able to finish um, because I didn't have enough money. And this is a, a program like that would have been something that definitely would have helped me out. So, you know, don't get caught up on it being retroactive and all the rest of that stuff. Let it be for the people that it's for, you know,
0: mm. like yeah. let
2: the let the youth that are, that are coming out of school now be able to take advantage of that and appreciate it.
0: So. Yeah. I even, I even appreciate that perspective. <clears throat> I also want to read a comment from page on Twitter that's in the same vein. She says, I graduated from Wayne about 10 years ago. I worked two part-time and one full-time job. I still graduated with about $30,000 worth of debt. I was able to struggle through and graduate. That doesn't mean I think that everybody else should. And I think that's kind of the spirit here of what Wayne is trying to do. Uh, Let's go to Anita in Farmington Hills. Anita, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a I'm a Wayne State grad as well. I did my second degree uh, in nursing there. And I have a friend who did his bachelor's through PhD and, and has taught at Wayne. And um, he said that uh, when he went to school, which is like 20, 30 years ago, he was able to work his way through school and not have any debt in a way that wasn't possible now. He's taught at community college as well as Wayne. And he said that what he was able to do a student couldn't do
0: now. Yeah, yeah, no, Anita. I think that's absolutely true. Any of us who went to school as recently as ten or twenty years ago, I think, would be able to say that that things look really different now in terms of cost and and the way that you try to make sure those costs are covered. Uh, Greg or Keith Whitfield, uh, you had uh, something you wanted to add to that.
1: Yeah, let me just add. I I really appreciate the 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 two callers and their comment. Because I think that what you're seeing is, is that this is not just Detroit. I mean, Wayne State uh, is this, this fantastic Research One institution. But you're seeing similar discussions all around the country of trying to figure out ways that we can actually increase the number of high school grads because of the way that our world is changing. And so these conversations are having in very, very different ways. We've just stepped out there and said that, you know, we're we're going to figure out a way to stay true to what our commitment is, is which is a commitment to 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 educating people in in the city of Detroit, the state of Michigan and around the world. Um, But there's more that needs to be done. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily on one side or another about, you know, uh, uh, some of the other things that are being done by said by political candidates, mm-hmm. uh, but things like, you know, our small effort for just some, some debt forgiveness um, to make sure that we can re-engage students. Uh, there's an estimate that somewhere in uh, somehow that in the city of Detroit, there's about 600,000 adults that have some college, but no degree. Um, we need to figure out ways that we can re-engage those students um, either through debt forgiveness programs Um, through other ways in which we can try to discount things. And we also have to meet students where they're at um, through things like online or perhaps, you know, uh, ways in which we can make hybrid classes where they can be able to have uh, access to those but still be able to work. Uh, I'm one of those students, too, who I worked and I, you know, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I walked away with twelve thousand dollars worth of debt, and when you look at what you have to do in terms of paying off those loans, it took ten years. Now it was a great investment. That's important. Is that you have to remember that that's what you're you're investing in yourself for the future, not just for the next couple of years, and so. That has to be weighed in it, but just understand, universities actually are very cognizant of that this is a challenge, and we're trying different ways to do it. Wayne State's just doing it really cool for right now, so <laughs> uh,
0: and, and the difference between that twelve thousand dollars of debt that you had and, say, fifty or sixty or seventy thousand dollars worth of debt, which is the kind of thing that you hear. About students having now is one of the reasons that that programs like this are are really necessary, and that they weren't being talked about in quite the same way when when you and I were in school.
1: Well, and you know, financial aid. I mean, if you ask the question, every student will say, you know, what's the what's the hardest part of school? You know, yeah, it's classes, but it's it's being able to actually afford it. And that eleven thousand dollars those many years ago is probably about something like thirty thousand dollars now, and so. Uh, universities are just trying to figure out a way that we meet our responsibilities and as an institution which is you know amazing uh, 27,000 students, 2,700 faculty and academic staff, um, 13 schools and colleges. We are a big enterprise but we're trying as many ways as we can to make sure that we keep that in check. That's something that our president our Board of Governors are all very very conscious of and we're trying innovative ways to be able to do it Um, but Uh, it's 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 difficult I mean there are just challenges Um, one of the things that Wayne State actually we heard from these two callers that Wayne State is kinda built on is those gritty students who go to school and work maybe and have a family they balance all of these things and I think that's the reason why employers love our students because they're real world from the get-go they they actually balance those things which you have to be able to do when you're this great employee that they want to hire for the future
0: Okay, Keith Whitfield, uh, provost and senior vice president for academic affairs at Wayne State University. It was really great to have you here for this conversation. Thanks for coming by.
1: Thank you, Stephen, and uh, thank you all out there for all of those uh, comments and questions. Again, if you have uh, questions about the program, uh, there's a place where there's some frequently asked questions. But make sure that you you know, reach out. We've got plenty of questions. Um, other points on those websites where you can find out more information whether it be about this program or just about coming back and engaging with wayne state university and getting your degree we want you
0: there okay great conversation thanks for being part of it up next we're going to talk with the pistons courtside announcer john mason about the new season and the origins of his famous call detroit basketball stay with us on detroit today